And the ninth lesson is from John chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. The Word becomes flesh and lives among us, full of grace and truth. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made, and without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. Yet he came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Yet to all who did receive Him, He gave the right to become children of God. Yet to all who did receive him, he gave the right to become children of God. We've come to do a simple thing tonight, to light a candle. Let's understand a simple and yet profound truth in what we do tonight as we light that candle. To help with that, like the passage that I just read, we go back to the beginning. In the beginning was the Word. Through Him all things were made, and without Him nothing was made that has been made. Then that same Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. The first thing God does is love. God loves. He loves by giving all that He has created that is so beautiful and meant for us to enjoy. He loves enough to care and set in place a plan to redeem us from our own waywardness. God says, first, I love you. This is love, John reminds us. Not that we love him, but that he loved us. And he sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us, and we have seen his glory. He made himself known made himself visible, tangible, God in the flesh. 
come as a glorious Savior. God says, I love you, and then God also says, I have taken the first step to make things right. Paul writes to Timothy, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. The ninth and final lesson that I just read not only encompasses the whole story, but it gives us the opportunity to respond, the right way to respond to all that God has done. He came to that which was his own. He took the first step, but his own did not receive him. There is a receiving or a rejecting. Some did receive him. Some didn't. Some do. Some don't. Still true today. Yet, to all who did receive him, he gave the right to become children of God. What a beautiful phrase that explains the anticipated response. Yet, to all who did yet maybe we haven't yet many haven't yet but not all do not have to that's what yet means there's still opportunity not all do not have to on the contrary yet to all who did receive him all, all. We believe all people can be touched by God's message. In fact, he wants us to help him change the world by joining him and touching all people with his message. God loves and God gives us purpose. Yet to all who did receive him, who did receive him? What does that mean, to receive him? It means to accept him for who he is. God Almighty made flesh like you and I, living your life so that he can tell you truthfully, I understand you. Taking your place on a cross, a rugged one like that, so he can offer you forgiveness, dying a death that was yours to die, rising and conquering that death to offer you forgiveness. You must accept who he is, all of that, that he did that. You must accept your need for him as a savior. Jesus isn't just nice. Jesus is necessary because of our need of forgiveness. And then you must accept the forgiveness that he purchased for you on the cross. Wow, that's really nice. I thank you so much for doing that. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm not worthy. I don't deserve it. I, thanks, but no thanks. Yet, those who did receive him. You see, what, might, what you must also do is accept the forgiveness that he purchased for you as a free gift. To those who believe in his name. You see, you don't have to understand it all. Who does? Why would a God do that for me? Why would he become like me and take my place 
to forgive me. You don't have to understand it all. You do need to believe in all that he did, all that he stands for as God, as your Savior, as your only solution. God loves, God gives purpose, God forgives all who did and do receive him. And to those, he gave the right to become children of God. God offers hope. To become, again, means not all are yet. To be his children means more than any of us can ever know. Becoming a child of God. All of eternity won't be enough to explore the depths of all of that love, care, privilege, and purpose. God says, in time, I will fix everything. And we get to reap the immeasurable blessings of that new heaven and new earth that he will fix. God loves. God forgives. God gives purpose. And God gives hope. God says to you, I love you. God says, I want to forgive you. I've taken the first step to make things right. God says, I want you to have purpose. So he says, I want you to help me change this world. And as we walk through that process, he says, I want you to have some hope. In time, I will fix everything. Yet to all who did receive him, he gave the right to become children of God. No wonder we make such a big deal out of this. Nothing less is reasonable. From his first love to the final solution, God is worthy of all that we can give him and more. So if the first thing that God did was love you, then the first thing you should do is love him back. How? By receiving him. By accepting who he is, what he did, and what he did for you. And by believing in all he is and did. Jesus, a human just like you, dying in your place so that you wouldn't have to and rising again so that he might offer you a free gift of eternal life. Nothing would please him more than to receive what he gives. And nothing would give him greater worth and praise to his sacrifice than to trust it for all that it is. So we've come to the simple thing that we came to do tonight. John chapter 1, verse 4. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. I want you to watch how I'm going to light my candle. I have a purpose in it. 
The first I have to say for the sake of the town of Randolph and a fire alarm that I don't want to go off. The candle that is lit stands straight and tall. And the candle that is to be lit bends and is lit this way. And then when it goes up lit, it stays up. And the next one goes like that. Okay? So we don't drip and we don't start a fire. Now that I've got the practical thing taken care of, I want you to understand the symbolism. The light and life is found in the person of Jesus Christ. Yet to all who did receive him, who did believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Yet, that means not everyone has, that means that everyone must. That means that you have to make that decision. How do I do that? You bow before him to receive. He came this far. He took this step. He came this close. And all he wants you to do now is to bow before him and allow him to offer you the light of life. Because he loves you. Because you're in a dark place. And he wants to give you light and life. And he wants then to fill your life with purpose as you join him in changing this world. Because he promises with all good hope that in time he will fix everything. You can accept him right now if you are one of those who have not yet. All you need to do is in sincerely in your spirit and your heart bow before him and admit your need for him as a savior. Believe in him who took your place on that cross and trust him for the forgiveness that he promises all who believe in what he did. And then he says to you, you now have the right to be my child. And then from a few of us who know what it is to have bowed before him and done that, we enter into the most amazing adventure of deepening and understanding what it is to be a child of God's. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. As small as it was, a babe in a manger, it was to grow and become all God planned it to be, culminating eventually in brilliant glory. Tonight we celebrate the coming of that light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. And later he would tell us that we're to share that same light 
to help him change the world, to let our light so shine before men that they will see our good deeds and glorify our Father in heaven. Let's conclude our celebration by sharing that light with one another, resolving once again to accept that light and believe him for what he is. There's going to be some music played and then I'm going to begin and I'm going to light a candle and then another is going to go and we'll go down the edges and then you move it across and enjoy what darkness is going to become great light through the lighting of a bunch of small candles. Symbolism of all that God is doing in this world. But don't miss, if you've never bowed to the true Lord and Savior, the opportunity tonight to do that. Accept Him. Believe in His name and what He did, and He will make you a child of His. Heavenly Father, I thank You for the Son that You sent, for the beauty of the plan, for the simplicity of all that You've done for us. Tremendously intricate and planned for millennia before the foundations of this earth culminated in the person of Jesus Christ. Thank you. We recognize our need for you. We praise you for what you've done for us. We give you the glory for who you are. And we trust you as our Lord and our Savior. In Jesus' name, amen.